and ideas come from the medial prefrontal cortex, from the front of the brain. Most of us are afraid to use the front of the brain, and we're not trained to use the front of the brain. What we're trained to do is be in stress mode and live use the back of the brain. If that's all we do forever, and we never end up growing our own consciousness, we never end up growing our own income, we never end up growing our potential, because we never actually look into the future of what we want. But this is not just a, a passive process. This is, as you can tell, the book is a workbook. The book is a, an action workbook. So it's not just sitting on the sidelines. It's not just about reading a bunch of information. It's, it's actually taking the action inside of who you are, what you are, what you do, so that you can actually change the rewiring process. See, most books that, I, that I've written, or excuse me, read, that you, know, you read about money, you read lots of information, but there's no actionable things. You don't change the consciousness around that. I wanted to write a book that was much more about changing the actual consciousness in the actual process. That's why I wrote this book the way that it is. And this week, we're going to cover chapter number eight. Chapter number eight is on protection. Protection. Protection is an essential component that nobody wants to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about protection because it, it doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound amazing. It doesn't sound fun. But our brain is designed, our brain is designed to be able to protect our future. It, only, it doesn't care if you're happy or sad, kind or cruel. It doesn't care about that. What your brain cares about is that, is it going to survive? It's a survival-based mechanism, survival-based organism. And if your brain survives, looks for the future and says, hey, I can survive a period of time, then it has greater calmness and it moves from the amygdala, the prefrontal cortex. Let me say that again so you grasp it. Most of the time we function here in the amygdala, but when we function in the prefrontal cortex, it means we're in a, not in a state of stress. But think about this just for a second. If you're sitting there saying to yourself, I'm trying to focus on my future, and the future looks grim, future looks bleak, future looks scary, you become emotional, and you become scared, and that releases the sympathetic neurotransmitters, and your sympathetic nervous system kicks on, and you become fatigued and frustrated, and you don't sleep as well, your body doesn't function as well. And what happens is that your whole system starts to become in a state of stress because of that. And when that happens, what happens is our brain automatically defaults towards the actual amygdala. It automatically defaults to the amygdala, which is the emotional center of our brain. So most of us, when we don't plan for our future, most of us have this idea that we're just going to get, grow old and be abundant, and that's just going to be the way that it works. And it's just not that true, right? It's not like, the mat, like if you're going to live a long time, you've got to plan for it, prepare for it, for what we've got coming. Because statistically speaking, like there's a lot of studies that show if you can live another five to seven years, you have the potential to live another 20 to 30 to 40 years. Just with all of the different healthcare and health um, modalities that are coming out there from stem cell to 3D printing. Like, I don't know if you know this, you can take your kidney and have a failed kidney and they can just like print it. Like there are companies that are printing your kidney and they can just put that back in your kidney. Like this is sci-fi stuff that's real. That in a matter of like, five, 10 years, like this is going to be something happening in every hospital, everywhere. Like companies are going to be able to do this. So you have to be able to think about how am I going to protect my long, the long haul? Because if we're only thinking for a short window, then what we're doing is we're simply keeping ourselves stuck and we're functioning primarily from the amygdala. So when I say protection, you have to ask yourself, how am I going to protect the future? How am I going to protect the, the time ahead of me? Most people don't like to think about that. If you're not planning to take care of yourself, the reality of a government to come along and take care of you, I mean, although it sounds like a great idea, 
who knows if it's, who knows if it's going to be there? I personally don't know that they'll be there. I don't personally think that it's going to be there. I think when you have all this money in debt, how are you going to have money show up just to take care of people? They're not. We're going to have to become much more self-reliant community. We're going to have to become a much more self-reliant individual. And if we're not protecting ourselves into the future, we're not protecting our future for what we've got coming, then what we're going to end up is to run out of money. Think about this right now for a second, right? If you knew that you have enough money in the bank to be able to survive the next 20 years living at your current lifestyle, would you be a little bit more comfortable? I think everyone would. I think everyone would. Would you be a little bit more relaxed? Would your sleep at night be better? Of course it would. But if you're sitting there saying, hey, look, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills next week. Does that become a higher stress state? Of course it does. It sounds silly. It sounds like ridiculous. You're like, Dr. T, come on, give me some a real question. But the truth is this, is if we're not planning on protecting our future, we're not going to create the revenue to protect it. If you're really looking to get wealthy, the, the truth is, is that you are not going to save yourself to wealth. You'll save yourself to depend on social security, but you're not going to save yourself to wealth because true wealth is about understanding the game and understanding the cycles of money, understanding the cycles of revenue, cycles of what it takes to build revenue. And it takes entrepreneurship, business, but not necessarily you can be working as an executive and be able to do that. Money is just money. Any emotion we put to it, anything, is our delusion. Right? If we think that money is evil, it's a delusion. We think money is great. It's a delusion. Money is just money. It's objective. It's an actual numerical, tangible fact. It's not up or down, good or bad. It just is what it is. So when you look at it and you look at revenue and you look at money, you know, part of the reason people won't bring it into their life because they feel that it's evil and they'll push it away. I had a, uh, a gentleman this weekend who was at the event and he said like, you know, what if I have a problem with asking people for money because I don't want to, you know, I just, I feel bad charging people. Anyone feel that way when you're in business or you want to be a business, you feel bad charging people? Yeah, put up your hands. You're not alone, right? Completely. But that's why you'll undersell yourself. Where are your options? What can you what can you create cash with? Because we, if we only look at wealth in the form of cash, we're limiting ourselves. Every one of us has brilliant ideas. Every one of us has things that we own that we've bought that can be converted to cash. Everything can be converted from one form to another. Here's what happens. When you open up Pandora's box and you start playing in this capacity, you realize that you could have money in any capacity. You could have money in your flowers. You could have money in this, in your pro, in your knowledge. You could have money in anything that you put together and then literally are able to change it and convert it into revenue. Every idea, every dollar that's ever been created started with an idea. And ideas come from the medial prefrontal cortex, from the front of the brain. Most of us are afraid to use the front of the brain. And we're not trained to use the front of the brain. What we're trained to do is be in stress mode and live, use the back of the brain. If that's all we do forever, then we never end up growing our own consciousness. We never end up growing our own income. We never end up growing our potential because we never actually look into the future of what we want. We stay stuck in the amygdala, which is in protection.
if your current reality is so painful, you're not going to want to plan for the future. But if your current reality is exciting and inspiring, you're going to want to keep doing that for a long, long period of time. That, my friends, is when it becomes exciting. That is when you start planning for the future. That's why when I speak of inspiration, you speak of, and I speak about doing things that are inspiring in your life, because if you don't, you're not going to have the aspiration to want to plan into the future. If you're doing things on lower values, things that are lower challenging, that that aren't exciting to you, what you'll end up doing is you're going to end up staying stuck. And you're going to say, what's the point of the future? I don't care. I just want to feel better now. Because right now, so that is protection. That is the, the, the danger place inside that inside of your brain. Recovery and vacations are a very important part of the growing process and the wealth process as well. So I don't want to take away from it, but it depends on why you're going. If you're going for the reason of escape, then you're going to dread and be depressed when you have to come back. If Most people are using a vacation to run away from their reality. That's a mistake. If you have to run from your reality, then what you're doing and how you're spending your time in your life is not inspiring to you. And you look for a vacation to give you a break from your current life. 